Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Roisin. And welcome to the Fitness Fertility Podcast. This podcast is all about how improving your physical fitness can help to support you on your very own fertility journey. I'm a personal trainer who specialises in training women with fertility problems. I myself suffered from PCOS and have had two beautiful boys, and I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Before we get into it, we'll be discussing adult themes such as where do babies come from, pregnancy loss and bereavement. We may also be sweary from time to time. We're optimistic, lighthearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that. In today's show, we will be discussing one of the most common questions I get asked around training and fertility. How hard is too hard when working out? I know from our last episode on what to expect when you're not expecting, when you leave the gynae clinic and they give you a set of guidelines. And one of them, I believe, is moderate exercise. Yeah. So a lot of clinics, a lot of doctors, they will use this word moderate. And I have spoken to a number of women now who, to be quite honest, have left really confused. And actually I had a consultation earlier this week with a really you know, lovely woman. And what she said was, I used to do HIIT training, but I've been learning that actually that's not so good. So now I just don't do anything. HIIT does sound very hard. It does. Also, the kind of usual gym speak around it, such as go hard or go home. If you're not sweating, you're not trying, Absolutely. all that kind of stuff. I can't imagine that's something that you say to your clients. No. So <laughs> do not worry, dear listeners. We are good. I love HIT. HIT stands for high intensity training, um, which is great for a number of reasons, but it's not... According to the research, it's not ideal when you are trying to conceive. So the kind of bottom line is HIIT training, the high intensity training for a lot of people um, is considered too intense when trying to conceive. So there's quite a few reasons uh, published in the research as to why it might not be the best way forward. So one of the key things with HIIT training, it is high intensity training. So to give you a bit of context, it might be you do 20 seconds on, let's say 20 seconds of squats. And then you might do, let's say, 20 seconds of push-ups. You do a lot of exercises back to back. Your heart rate elevates. You sweat a lot. But one of the things researchers found is you, you are likely to increase your levels of cortisol, which is the stress hormone, because you are putting your body under stress. And as we've said in some of our episodes before, you know, your endocrine system, your reproductive system is all hormones and you want that balance to be just right. So with HIIT training, it can be the increase in cortisol and also adrenaline might just interfere with that hormonal balance. And you don't want anything messing with your hormones when you are trying to conceive. What about someone that's a complete novice? They don't even know what a gym looks like. Oh, I'm actually so excited you've asked that. For the listeners, I did not know Roshan was going to ask that. And you can tell that. because I'm really excited. So I am so aware that a lot of people have never been in the gym before. And to be honest, it is something I forget because I've been in the gym since I was 18. And I went to the gym with my friend the other day. She got me a free gym pass. So we went to look around the gym. And she, as we walked in, she said, right, all I ever do when I come here is I go to the runner. I don't look at anyone. I don't look at any of the areas. I go to the runner. I do my 20 minutes and then I leave. And when I asked her why, it was because she was too nervous. I helped her by being there physically with her and we just got her used to the gym. But for my clients who are online, um, I actually have developed a fitness fertility guide to the gym, <laughs> which I know this sounds like a setup, but Roisin, he was not laughing. 
genuinely didn't know this. I did not know this. She did not know this um, because I really, really, really want to help people because I actually felt really sad when she said to me she was nervous and I could see it in her. So if you're a complete newbie to the gym, you are very, very welcome. Have a look on my website and just hit the subscribe button because I've got a beginner's guide to the gym and it literally shows you the different parts of the gym. It tells you what to wear and just tries to calm your nerves a little bit. And all my programs have everything demonstrated for you. Yeah, and we might do an episode about that. I think so, actually, because there's a lot there. Really helpful. The safety of it as well. Like, I don't want people hurting. I don't want people going in and suddenly trying to lift, you know, 80 kg on a deadlift. Yeah. Because you will hurt yourself. You are definitely going to hurt yourself. I think we'll come back to this. Why do you like HIIT training? Me, personally, I like HIIT training because I am quite time poor. So for me, it gets a really good workout in in a short space of time. I can do it in half an hour. Um, you know, when I can get into the gym. For me, it works well for my own body type. So for me, it does help me to burn fat and maintain my BMI. But I am not actively trying to conceive. And when I was trying to conceive, I did not do HIIT training. I didn't do the high intensity training. So you should completely swerve it if you are trying for a baby. I would suggest avoid HIIT training if you are trying for a baby. So what would you suggest to a client that hits what they like to do. It's what they're used to. 20 minutes in and out. That rare breed of woman that loves a burpee. I mean, I'm pff, not even I like burpees. So. No one likes burpees. <laughs> they are the devil's work. But listeners, they do work. Okay, they do work. Um, what I would say is any woman that is trying to conceive, and to be honest at this point, any woman that has fertility issues, every client, every lovely woman that I have spoken to is willing to lower the intensity if it makes it more likely that they will get pregnant because you don't have to do the super hard high intensity to make progress you will still progress so you will still build muscle you will still improve your cardio fitness you will still improve your core and your glutes and your quads and all of those really important things it doesn't have to be high intensity to do that and um, we will still work all the key muscle groups but we're just going to we're just not going to do it quite as intensely that's all so you're still going to do um your arms your back you know your core your glutes everything your cardiovascular system, you know, that will improve, but we don't need to do it quite as intensely. So to make it simple, instead of it being a nine or a 10 out of 10 for intensity, we're going to drop it to about a six, but you will still progress. You will still feel better afterwards. And you still have time to yourself, which is really important. You know, people leaving you alone for half an hour. Which is the best thing about being in the gym, by the way. Mm -hmm. No one can get to you. No. No one can get to you. No, exactly. Turn your phone off. So what about your sweaty finishes then? Your legendary sweaty finishes. I do love my sweaty finishes. Again, there's a bit of flexibility there. So I put them in. To give you an example of one of my sweaty finishers, it might be be 10 uh, squats. It might be 10 kneeling push-ups. And it might be 10 Russian twists. um, And you just repeat that three times. If you are actively trying to conceive and if you think you might be pregnant then I could adapt the sweaty finisher to suit whatever position you're in but also I would just say just don't go too hard you can still do the exercises just don't smash it as much as you might do if you know that you're not pregnant or you're not actively trying to conceive so if you are in the kind of I'm trying to lose weight and I'm not going to be having treatment for six months then you've you know you've got a little bit of time to play with there and how many sessions a week do you recommend depends on what your goals are to be honest with you, it depends on what your goals are. But in order to build up consistency, I would say two to three sessions a week. Depends on the type of training you're doing, but generally two to three sessions a week. So what I plan for is two of the 
higher intensity but not high intensity sessions and I also include a low intensity workout in all of my training programs as well because and actually they're really popular <laughs> I've noticed <laughs> I think they get done a lot more than the others and um, the low intensity ones are fab because Again, your ending might be playing up, your PCOS might be playing up, you might be having a bad day, but they still get you moving. So instead of the three sets, there might be the two sets. Instead of 30 seconds rest between exercises, there might be 45 seconds rest between exercises. But the thing is, I would rather you did that and work out than doing nothing. To or, me, it's or just... Hitting it too hard or and hitting try, it too hard. And yeah. trying to get everything done really Absolutely. quickly. Yeah, and I'm really... I really believe really, really, really strongly in this. And I've always said it. I think it's that little mile run that you do, the little 20 minute walk that you do. They are the things to me that make a massive difference because you leave mentally feeling better as well. I just think if you can leave a workout and be like, do you know what? I feel good. And I had a little bit left in the tank. You will come back the next day. If you absolutely smash it and you're exhausted, you're not going to want to come back. So I really believe that just sometimes just a little bit is is absolutely the best thing to do and it really really is consistency you just need to keep going uh what i usually find about the gym because it's one of those places that i never want to go and then <laughs> once i'm finished my workout i never want to leave yes and i think it's because of the endorphins Literally. makes you feel so mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. and even in times when i have sat in car parks i've driven to the gym mm -hmm. i've driven out of my way to go to the gym i've sat in the car park going oh, i've got loads of emails oh, i have to pay loads of bills you know i can use this 30 minutes doing something else and i have driven away i've done it and then mm -hmm. driven away from the gym but i've never felt good about that i've never felt good about that i always feel better in myself and about myself even if I go in and do 15 minutes. Oh, I've gone in and done 10 minutes before. I've yeah. gone in, I've done 10 minutes or I've done 15 minutes and then I've left, but it's still better than nothing. And I and then I always go back because I'm leaving proud of myself for going at all. Sure. If you don't go, you're leaving on a negative and then you're never going to want to go back. So just go in, just do the five minutes on the rower if you have to and then leave. But at least you got your ass in the door. There is a hack with this because everyone knows once you go in and you've done the road for five minutes, you go, oh, I'll, while I'm here, yeah. I might as well like do either a bit of stretching or I'll do, you will do something else. You will do something else. You just need to get in. At the very beginning of this conversation, Maria said, well, it depends on what your goals are. And I said, well, I think our goals are very clear, Maria. We want to have nine babies, but be six stone at the same time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. These yeah. are the goals. <laughs> Unfortunately, the goals. they're not kind of running in parallel during mm -hmm. this part of your life. So you want to get beach body ready and you want to have the baby bump at the same time. It's probably not the easiest thing in the world. No. So we're recording this and we're, we're going into summer. So you're going to be getting all of these lose 10 pounds in 10 days. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Please just don't to, do that. Don't. And it's not true. It's, it's just it, not true. It, we're considering you're a specialist PT. Can you explain to me how some women can have a six pack <laughs> and a baby bump at the same time? I think it's magic and it ha wizardry. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to be really high level athletes. Sure. And everyone has the abs. It's just that they might have had the lower body fat to start with, which again is something we will look at. Um, but actually, yeah, give you a little bit of context on this. If you want to have noticeable abs, so we're going into summer, here we go, like, I'm going to get the bikini on, I'm going to get those abs out. Noticeable abs, most research would suggest you need to have around 14 to 24% body fat. Okay, roughly, everybody's different, but roughly uh, 14 to 24% body fat. If you look at the research around fertility, the, the suggested body fat percentage for optimal fertility is around the 22 to 25% range. 
So everybody's different, but really these two things don't go. So if you are trying to conceive and you do not have a six pack already, I would say put the six pack on hold and come back to it later. You now can get back to it. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. You don't, you can get it's back not, to it. It's not what we're here for. Some people have six packs already and they get pregnant, fine. But if you are um, if you are new to this, then now is not the time for the six pack. How do you know what your body fat percentage is? Oh, that is a very good question. There are various methods here. The two kind of most common ones are the traditional calipers method. I don't even like the word calipers. I don't want... Basically, they will pinch, um, I think it's six or seven locations on your body and they will essentially measure <laughs> how much fat is there. If you could see Roshin's face right now, she... It's she, happened to me. Yeah, it's... A, actually happened to me. It right. is. <laughs> Would you like to tell us how that was for you, Roshin? Oh, I'm sending some trauma here. <laughs> this is absolutely awful. Yeah, I, I would not fancy that. <laughs> Oh, she's nearly crying. I'm <laughs> not. Cry, I just remember this poor man like grabbing my stomach and just like dragging it towards him and it's like pinching it. I did the whole, surely there's so much there you could probably do that by eye. I don't think you necessarily <laughs> need the calipers. So yeah, that, that describes the calipers. Yeah, yeah. So that's option one. There are these scales that you can buy which um, claim to measure your body fat. They basically pass a kind of, you know, unnoticeable electric current and they measure the resistance of your body fat they are notoriously unreliable um they tend to be the scales you know your bathroom scales that you pay slightly more for so they would say oh you weigh this amount and also your body fat is this but the most reliable way i'm afraid does tend to be the calipers um but like i said you can you can eyeball yourself you will know if you're within a healthy range or you know if your bmi is maybe a bit too high so i know we talked about this not being a time to have a six pack, but is it important to maintain core strength? Yes. And yes again. Oh, honestly, yes. So many people, they come and they say, oh, I want to get pregnant, so I'm not doing any core work whatsoever. Okay. And I, I'm not judging anyone that says that because I, I understand um, where that idea comes from. But you are essentially a vessel that is going to house another human being. And you want that human being's little house to be as strong and as comfortable as possible. So you need to be working your core. Okay, whatever you're doing, your core just means basically your abs and those kind of deep abdominal muscles. You've got muscles that are higher up, muscles that are lower down. All of those will help to support a healthy pregnancy. So you're going to keep your little bundle of joy growing um, nice and strong. And you just want a nice, strong core um, to support your healthy pregnancy. You also need to be working on your glutes um, because everything in that area affects your hips and your hip position. Again, there's a whole load of information there that we can look at. But yes, you must do your core work. So that, in, it's, and it's also, it's not just sit-ups. Okay, I don't actually love sit-ups that much. You need to be rotating. You need to be moving on different planes. You need to be targeting different abs. So it's more than just sit-ups. Um, and again, if anyone's interested, just get in touch. But I will account for the different abs that you have in uh, all my programs so that you are fully covered, basically. I now do more core exercises because I did. I don't like core at all. I've got very it's weak. hard. It, it hurts. Uh, I've got a very weak core, but I don't know how I came across it. If your core is strong, your posture is better and you look thinner without actually having to lose any weight. <laughs> this is true. I know. Yeah, it's it true. Is. It's basically people with stronger cores like sit in their bodies higher. So therefore they naturally look trimmer. Yep. 
And, oh God, I'm going to have to do some sit-ups, aren't I? But as you said, it's not necessarily just sit-ups, but all the variations and trying to hit all of those app groups, which I'm sure you can yeah. bring people through. Yeah. And also it doesn't need to be complicated. It's it's There are lots of things you can do and they don't have to be complicated, but it will make a huge difference to you. It'll also help you with labour. You know, you're going to have to, whether it's a C-section or vaginal delivery, you know, you've got to get the baby out and help you with recovery afterwards as well. So it is really, really important. The key things to take away from today are really, if you are going to work out, you can work out and support your fertility at the same time. Okay, they don't have to be one or the other. So first of all, definitely work out. Just don't go too hard. Try and avoid the HIT training. So nothing too high intensity. Keep that intensity lower. And the second thing is you must also work on your core. So it's really important to work on your core, to prepare yourself for a nice, fit, healthy, strong pregnancy. But don't work out too hard. So keep that intensity at the lower end. If you would like more information on this and you would like to read it in your own time, then go over to my blog. It's on uh, www.fitnessfertility.com. Just have a mosey on over there. Uh, Hit on the blog. There's a number of articles on there now to do with working out, um, how hard to work out, what HIIT training is. And like I said earlier, if you are interested in my free guide to the gym, which I really do like and I really hope it supports people, um, just hit subscribe and it will come through. Um, And I will send you the free guide to the gym. And it's just a nice starter up guide to hopefully help you feel a little bit more confident when you're walking in there. And we'll put all of those details on the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week. And please rate, comment and really importantly, share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters, because you never know who's struggling and they may just need that little bit of extra help. This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. So we strongly recommend that you consult your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a Worth a Listen production.